everybody. Welcome back. This is the Superpower Playbook. I am, I was last time, I will be probably next time as well, your host, Wellington Midole. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that you're here. Today's episode is the anti-role model, Follow the Loser, coming out in a theater near you. Yeah, today's episode is the anti-role model. Now, we all know what a role model is. It's nothing new. They are a person whose behavior, example, or success inspires others to emulate it. They come in different forms. It can be friends, um, family, people near you, boss, uh, your, I don't know, your headmaster, I don't know, celebrities, historical figures, fictional characters like Victor Von Doom, story for another day. They come in all forms and shapes and sizes, and they all have one or more of these things, right? They have desirable qualities. So these are the things that I mean, you just can't help but want, you know? Admirable achievements, the feats of success that leave you awed. And they're inspiring, they're encouraging, right? Their nature compels you. It stirs something up inside you. Yeah, they're pretty useful for firing you up, for giving you some kind of goal to hit, a bar to reach, a target, almost like a blueprint or a level of encouragement to be like, they did it, it's my turn, she's out there freaking crushing it, let's go. A role model can be very useful, obviously. Um, they can be also just just a thing in the wind, uh, but they can also be very useful to help you going down the road, navigating life, navigating your journey, navigating a world where you're practicing unleashing and using your superpower out in public. So cool, we understand this, it makes sense. So what the hell is an anti-role model? Mr. Wellington, Mr. Sir, Sir Wells, you person talking to me right now. What the hell is this thing? Is this um, the role model's arch nemesis? Yes, but also, no. Basically, as per the internet's definition, an anti-role model is someone who influences people to practice the opposite of the behavior that they've done in order to avoid negative outcomes, right? They're basically a walking how-not-to-do guide. And um, we have them. Low-key, we, we actually have them. I think it's very common for you to have them without really acknowledging who they are or having a f specific name for it. Perhaps it's your parents where you sit down and you're like, I'm never raising my kids like that. You know what she did to me? You know what he said to me? You know how we live at home? Ain't no way I'm ever doing that for my kids, right? Then that aspect, they're your anti-role models. Maybe your relationships, your friends who are dating interesting characters or are letting very very questionable things happen to them inside their relationship and outside of a relationship as well um and you're like listen i this is i see you you're my friend i love you you're an idiot this cannot run that can never be me no sir um or even your family for example honestly i am my brother's anti-role model i was bouncing ideas off of him and specifically about this episode and he was like you know it's weird because you're my role model and also my anti-role model at the same time and yeah i totally i see that it totally makes sense i have always been the more 
adventurous, mischievous <laughs> problem child in the family, right? I'm getting in trouble. I'm doing all of these weird things. He's seeing, he's seeing the behind the scenes. He's seeing the during, the aftermath. Sometimes these things come as a surprise, but he's seeing and watching and growing up seeing these things that I'm doing, the consequences of them. And yeah, he's like, no, I am not going to do such a thing in my life. I have laid out the blueprint for him to not do the thing that I'm doing. And consequently, he has then not done it. You get, and I think you can tell from this description that an anti-role model is not this fixed, terrible human being. They can be someone who is totally flawed, absolutely messed up the whole thing. Every bit and piece of them is just, ew, that was a terrible idea. And other times, for example, like me and my brother, uh, the person is completely normal, perfectly fine, a great person all around, yay for them. And just some aspect, <laughs> some aspect of them or some aspect of what they've done is the thing that you want to avoid doing. Most people fit somewhere in the spectrum of one small aspect or their entire existence is the thing that you're trying to avoid, is the thing that you see as an example as to why they are your anti-role model to begin with. And before we delve a bit deeper, I think I want us to talk about this idea of learning from your mistakes, right? This is age-old advice thing that people tell you. People tell you this all the time, right? Learn from your mistakes. It's, it's so common that at this point, it's lost its meaning, but it shouldn't. And I think the very fact that it is taken for granted the way it is, makes it even more important in our day-to-day. -day. Experience, the things that you've done, the things that you've gone through are incredible teachers, only if you're actually trying to learn from them, right? There is so much that you can gain from sitting down and analyzing the things that have happened, finding reasons, causations, connections, and seeing how you can take this knowledge and move it forward. We know the whole thing, like there's no L's, it's just lessons and blah, 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 but it's true. It's not just this thing that hustle and grind culture is teaching you and talking about there are nuggets of truth in that. The beauty of having these anti-role models now is that, hey, okay, on a normal day, you make mistakes, you mess up, you fail, you learn. You have this added advantage of having this other person fail. I think this is extremely important for people who are going down paths less trodden for themselves, for people in their community, people who feel like they're doing something slightly unconventional, something new, something different, something that they don't exactly have a blueprint for. Having anti-role models, people who have uh, tr uh, treaded similar water, if not the same water as you want to, to go and fail and do dumb things and mess up, having people do that and having those things happen gives you the opportunity to fail from a distance to watch it happen somewhere else and learn from it. And the thing about it is there's, there's a trap that you can fall in. You can see someone who has treaded similar waters and failed in some way. And you tell yourself, okay, they failed doing that thing. That means I can't do it, right? Like this is obvious reasons as to why I shouldn't. They have more money. They have more resources. They have this, that, and the other, and they still, they failed. Obviously, I can't do it. Sometimes, oftentimes, it's not the whole 
thing that is the problem. Sometimes it's not the path that's the problem. Sometimes it's the car, it's the tires, the engine was the fuel, some aspect of it might have been the thing that's made it fail rather than everything as a whole but you wouldn't be able to know that unless you really sat down and listened to the story and investigated and thought and reflected and seen all of the things that had happened and made a determination as to wagwan what exactly happened and if you were to go down that road how would you do it different another very crucial thing about these anti-role models is that some failures some lessons you just you just can't you just can't do it you can't afford to mess up in certain ways because it's too devastating right bankruptcy jail explosions certain mistakes you just can't make you don't have the capacity to bounce back from them in certain ways so having people do it for you and you just watch and be like damn that's crazy how that happen is invaluable and that's why i think you should have these kind of people in your lives both large scale and small scale a bit grounded a bit closer to home obviously your boy has anti role models as well one such person we'll call him big q big q is an artist he releases music he was extremely confident he is still extremely confident in his work i think he's very passionate i think he has a lot of heart uh, i think he very much enjoys his, himself he has all of these great things but the problem with him is that he has absolutely no feedback from the people around him at all no real actual constructive feedback he made and maybe still makes terrible music in my opinion of course very very subjective he made terrible music and he'd been making terrible music for a long time but he had surrounded himself with yes men he is a popular person he was popular before he became big q and he was especially so when he started making music and he surrounded himself with yes men people who'd never criticize him and would also defend him when actual criticism was brought up labeled that criticism as being a hater so much so that he would continue to move and post and and put out music that was drastically subpar but no one would say anything especially not the people in his circle so much so that it culminated into one song that honestly wasn't that terrible but i think the patience threshold of the community around him uh had reached its breaking point and a flood of trolling and hilarious gesturizing japes jabs and jokes and <laughs> all of that was flooding the area it was unprecedented honestly unwarranted it was hilarious though um but it was like yo what's going on here if this person so i i use him as a perfect example for this thing of i need to be able to take criticism because it's one thing to hear it with your ear holes and it's another thing to sit back and act on it and and to take it in and be like how can i do better i released a while back on my instagram this video and i had a lot of fun making it i wrote it i recorded it i don't know what i used i think i used the same mic and i put it out and i was yeah i was happy with it i thought it was fun i thought it was it, it really took the message 
and ran with it. I got a lot of positive feedback. I got a lot of people who were happy and engaged with it, but I got one person, damn it. I got one person who was like, they didn't like it totally, right? And they pointed out the flaws. And at the time I was kind of in my feels. I was like, dude, just be happy with me. Just happy for me, sorry. Just be happy for me. Yo, this is a guy, I'm excited. I don't put out content really. This was a lot of work and all of this and that. And for a long time, I was super salty about it. In fact, after she said it, I couldn't even go back and look at it. I haven't watched it since, honestly, because I'm like, oh, you know, but now kind of being more sober minded, of course, I, I still wish that it was said to me in a different way. But I also think that it was necessary to hear that sort of thing and be able to take it in and be like, okay, this is how I can improve. And although at the time I really didn't want to hear it and I was upset and blah, 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 blah. Right now I'm like, yeah, okay, it, it makes sense. And moving forward, I'm going to try and implement that. I see what they said and it makes sense. Certain people just can't hear it. You know, certain people can't hear it. And because of that, their art suffers. The thing that they're doing suffers. And, you know, come on, bruv. Come on. It's terrible music. Um, the second person that I love to talk about and that I love to think about is Callie. Um, Callie is a designer. Now, here's the thing. She is talented, extremely talented and extremely popular because of her talent. Um, you see her works in several people's stuff, uh, be it posters, uh, album covers, artworks, logos, whatever. She is in the game and she's doing it and people love her, love her person, love her work. Her reputation precedes her. She has a clothing brand and the designs are dope. The designs are cool as hell. But for me, and this is more of a nitpicky thing, maybe, and most people, I don't know if most people would, would feel the same way I would, but I look at it and it feels very soulless. I see great designs. I see great artwork. I see a lot of work into the presentation of all of these things, but it doesn't speak anything to me. It feels extremely hollow and extremely empty. And it also looks to me like, most of its success is based off of Callie's reputation and friendship and her popularity over this thing actually being something meaningful, something moving. And the, the problem is that th that's the energy that it gives off, right? It acts as if it has meaning that there is a deeper thing going on, but it fails to communicate that. It doesn't take away from it looking dope as hell, right? But you know, there's just something in there. And I look at that and I think when I put out my things, obviously I'm a nobody, <laughs> you know, so I don't really have to worry about people getting things just because they're friends with me. I have none. I'm joking. You guys are great. You and you, you're amazing. Thank you for listening. I, I know you're listening right now, friend. Uh, I appreciate you, but I'm not a popular person in that sense. So I don't really think that that is a thing that can happen, but I want to be able to put things out just like this podcast. I want something to be out there that has meaning so that people who find it are there and say, I'm moved by this thing. This has something else to it 
other than your Wellington's a cool guy. And there's definitely going to be people who are supporting you because they know you as a person. But I want, even if you cut my neck tomorrow and have this podcast put out there with the few episodes that exist of it, they're like, yo, this is amazing. This, this is, there's something behind this. There's something meaningful here. And I want that. So when I make my things, when I put out things and do my ventures and all of that, I want there to be, in most things, I want there to be meaning. And that's no diss to these people. They're great. So what am I saying? I've done the blah, 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 blahs. Where are we getting at? Obviously, the next step here is for you to look for your own anti-role models. As per usual, there's a thing in the bottom thingy that you can download and look at and use as some sort of framework to doing the things of finding your anti-role models. I think it's important. I think it's very useful. I don't know if there are many people talking about it, but I think being armed with enough, as much information at the ready as possible so that when you're out there doing your thing, you have this frame of reference or anti-reference when you are planning and plotting and scheming and executing and you're so cute, man. (sighs) You see when I said I have no friends. Anyway, anyway, I digress. So how do we go about starting to look for your anti-role model? Thank you, I hear you asking. So what you do is, and as per usual, I've extracted one or two questions from the main thing. You're going to find more depth in there. But these are just a couple that you can start working on right now um, to look for this or them. Which admirable figures have failed spectacularly in some way, either very objectively or in a sense that for you personally, based off of your values, based off of what is important to you, they've compromised uh, and failed in some way. What do you think went wrong in this? In any way, how could you incorporate their failures into your planning for your projects, endeavors, or careers? The rest of these questions and more um, in-depth questions are available, like I said, in the download. Just click the link. It'll take you to my Kofi or my website or whatever is there at the time. I don't know. Um, and you can check it out and use it however you want. Print as many as you want. Print it out or whatever you want. Keep it on your phone or laptop. And yeah, use it to do and do some reflection. Uh, like I said last time, I am collecting people to be part of a community, right? And one of the beautiful things about that is we are going to discuss and talk about the things that we're doing, the things that we have done, and the things that we want to do. Amongst those things, I'm definitely sure we're going to talk about how we failed miserably. And we can learn from each other. We can feel comfortable in a place that we can speak without shame and without judgment about what we've done and what we're trying to do and all of that stuff. So if that in any way sounds interesting to you, I would love for you to check the link in the bottom. Um, It'll take you somewhere where you can sign up, add your details, and we're going to build a community. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. We're going to call it something cool. I'm thinking something along like the powerhouse. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If if you have any suggestions, holla at me. At least that's something that I'm thinking of. So do that. And if anything in here struck you, I would love for you to share it. I would love for you to share this with someone that you think would need this and 
maybe even save it, download it, whatever it is. Keep this on you so that you can come back for future reference later. I'm looking forward to the next episode. I'm looking forward to seeing you again here because I love having you here and I love to talk to you because you, you, you're a great listener. I mean, you, you sit there and you, you listen and we're at the end and you did it. And I'm so thankful for that. Until I see you next time, I am, I was last time and next time I still will be your host, Wellington, the Superpower Playbook.